It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's going on, Clipper Nation? It's me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. We are Locked On Clippers, part of the Locked On NBA Network. Hell yeah. Coming at you three days a week with all the fresh Clippers news. Mm -hmm. And good news, seems like more news is on the horizon. (laughs) Hell yeah, it is. Uh, (laughs) We got a heck of a show lined up for you today. We're going to kick things off with a little bit of talk about Trez. It is Trez Week on Mm -hmm. Clippers Twitter. Uh, we had a lovely conversation about Montrez Harrell. Oh, we did. Uh, with the always fun Joe Morgan at Joe Morgan Takes on oh, Twitter. Cappy Joe, as I've started calling him this second. Because <laughs> <laughs> he lies? Yeah, like Captain Joe, like Captain Joe Morgan. Oh. It's a good time. I thought you said Cappy. Like Captain. Oh, uh, no, no, I'm an old man. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Like a hat, sir? <laughs> Uh, I thought he was lying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, no. Uh, So be sure to check that out. But we're going to talk some some more about Trez a little bit. Uh, I mean, Charles has a very very worrisome question. Is Trez at his ceiling? Could be. We're going to talk about that. Um, As always, this fine show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go ahead and check them out at BuiltBar.com. I've been chowing down on those. We're chock full of Built Bar right now. The work-home situation with Built Bar is actually nice because I... So I hate cooking now. I, sometimes I feel like I have to make a full meal for like my lunch yeah. in my kitchen office. So the Bilt Bar comes along. Now that I'm at home 24 hours a day, uh, every day, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm officially out on cooking. Uh, but we had some other stuff we're going to talk about. ESPN picked the Clippers' best starting five. You take, uh, I would say, umbrage to this list. Double umbrage. <laughs> Dumbridge. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, it's Friday. Uh, we got to love Merry Quarantine for you. We got some shavings kicking around in the drawer. So all that and more coming up right about now. So I pose this question for this first segment, not as a disrespectful question, but I think sometimes when you ask this question, it can be perceived as maybe a slight. Mm -hmm. But I don't mean it. Is that the question is basically, is Trez at his ceiling? No. I hope not. So from last year to this year, uh, he's increased the scoring, uh, 17 points a game to 19 points a game. Boards have stayed right at four and a half. Assists dipped from two to 1.7. Not that big a deal anyway. Uh, free throw went from 64 to 66%. Minutes per game went up 26 to 28. Yep. And he, of course, is dealing with the Trez stretch, as it is known right now. I just like... This is peak Trez to me. And I don't mean that in a bad thing because I don't think it's not sustainable. But yeah. other than kind of increasing boards, I'm not sure what else Trez can do. And I'm again, I mean this in a good way. So I think it all depends on the context. For sure. Uh, right? Like, so can is this Trez's ceiling in the Clippers' current system? You know, possibly. Or, or, or pretty close there, too. I think, yeah. I think maintaining this... Uh, would be, you know, that's a fee in and of itself. It's a championship especially, piece. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially given how high his usage is, especially given the the increase in his field goal attempts from last year to this year. Um, and, you know, you don't love some of the stuff like his 
Turnovers went up. I mean, I guess it's just very marginally though. It's just one point six to one point seven per game. Uh, <laughs> Coach Updike is <laughs> and the but the assists are down too. Yeah, the assists are down. Assists are down. Turnovers up. <laughs> uh, if you listen to this podcast, you know my favorite stat is assist to turnover ratio. That is very very um, true. But so I, I I think I think it depends on how how you're qualifying his ceiling. If you're qualifying his ceiling, let's say in any in any scheme, I think that there's a lot more that he can do. So that is where. I disagree because, like, I have a note in here, like, what can he realistically add to his game to, in another system, like, is it... Off the dribble threes. Okay, look, we all want more (laughs) off the dribble threes. Is it passing? For me, it's kind of the tunnel vision and the pick and roll. Yes. And that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, Which uh, isn't necessarily his fault, also. Because I think, like, last season when the Clippers were like, we need this Lou and Trust pick and roll to truly be the best a pick and roll's ever been. Yeah. So when you get the ball in the roll, make the shot. Yes. That seems hard to break from someone who, the year before that, didn't get used really at all. Yeah. So, like, he's going from his first true usage as, like, get the ball in the hole. And doesn't it seem like he's getting the ball solo further out now, too? Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, and, the, and there are situations where I think everyone in the room is collectively cringing. Uh, when you see him take, let's say, more than three or four dribbles. Oh, and you it's can like, hear me yelling from the press box. Uh, it's like, oh, God, so is he going to try to bulldoze through three people? Yep. Or <laughs> or is he going to do a between-the-legs crossover that maybe gets a little loose and we lose the ball? Yeah. yeah. So, like, handle could be tighter. Handle could be tighter. Yeah. Well, so my thing is, is just, uh, I think on another team where he is, like, a bigger... I mean, is he, he already... a starter on another team also? Possibly, yeah. Because that's another thing. Like when he, go- if he leaves the Clippers, sidebar. I don't like when people say if Trez walks. It has like kind of a disrespectful thing where I'm like, if he just got more money, it's totally his prerogative. That's a walk. Okay. Anyway, um, but like, is he a starter if he goes to say? Because we talked about it on Hoops and Brews, we talked about like the Hornets. Is he a Hornets. starter? Uh, I mean, they have some other bigs. Yeah, I don't. I, I actually don't have their contract situation right out in front of me. But is he capable of starting? Sure, Oof, he is. But have we? I don't know. I mean, so there's another piece of context too, right? Like I, I think that he's so good in this role that if you're smart, if you're another you team, you're trying to keep him as close to it as possible. You find a he, backup point guard who runs the pick and roll better than anyone in D3 or whatever that weird... You know what I mean? Like, you cherry yeah. pick a guy. Or he's, you know, the first sub in to your starters. Always, yeah. Or he's your first sub in, and, like, you have a good good point guard who can play well with him in the pick and roll. And... Um, Definitely, yeah, like... I and think he takes a bigger part of the offense. Trez does. Yeah. Or the point guard. The Trez, Trez does. yeah. yeah. Um, Even though he already has a pretty big load sometimes yeah. here. Because you also got to think, in another team, he might still end up playing these stretches. Because they haven't, like... I mean, he's, if, if he's getting paid starter money, he's playing starter stretches. And he hasn't... I mean, he played, all, he played every game last year. Yes. He is a durable... He's one of the most durable bigs in the league. Yeah. Like, takes, a lot of, takes a lot of knocks, though. And, I mean... Oh, he's rolled his ankle... 17 times. I think that's one of those things that would be a detriment, I guess, against my argument of his ceiling could still be higher. 
Um, because the knocks he's taking. Those add up. The accumulated knocks add up. Uh, And obviously he's not as like lumbering as Steven Adams, but like it's the same kind of thing. Like you're durable for a long time, but like you're accumulating trauma or whatever. And then the one year comes where you're not durable and you don't exactly bounce back. Well, it's not that you're not durable. It's just that like all this accumulated stuff, I I think has a, has a, there's a price to be paid. Yeah. And he, so Pied Piper, if you will, (laughs) he is 26 years old. So young. He has what should have been two big contracts left. You think two? Oh yeah, I think he takes a. I think if every if. I think he's looking at two different like eighty mil contracts. Maybe not eighty, but I think he does a three and one, or he does a two and two, because that's how pa- that's player empowerment. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, that's fair. I just feel like, I just, it's really hard for me to think that the market for centers is going to get any better. It. So I think part of this is Trez is, Trez is an enigma positionally. So I think he can carve out this weird thing where he sets the market for this new kind of player. I don't know if it's new enough. That's totally fair. It is an uncertain kind of thing. Because, like, his contract is always going to be compared to Sabonis's. Yeah. You know? Like, no matter what he signs. So, all right, let's say he has... He should have... Let's say this is his one big contract yeah. that he should have gotten. That's now gone. He, he, You know what I mean? Like, he can't get his Pat Bev contract. He can't get his bag as the kids say these days because of the reduced the cat it's cap, gonna be yeah. there's you know like yeah i mean it's still gonna it's be unfair. substantial but yes absolutely I see what you mean. but for yeah. what he's getting like it's gonna be so hard to look at his number any team that signs him is gonna have the burden of looking at his numbers from this year and the year before and then being like can you believe he's only making this much money and you're just like he should be making so yeah. much more like his contract i think will go the way of lou wills where people are like this is such a bargain after this one, which sucks for him because it should be his Tobias year. You know, it should be his Tobias cut. Not the amount, I mean, but like... It'll be his version of that still. Yeah. I mean, the, sure, 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 sure. The number, the number is down, but like, you gotta compare 40%. that to other numbers across the board. Definitely. But it's just hard when it's like the immediate next contract you have to negotiate is post-corona. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, definitely. So Definitely, definitely. Do we think that, like, do we think he signs a short-term contract and hopes that the cap goes up? Or do you think he goes long or just to short sh- Because sh- I don't know. You can argue with me both ways. Uh, the lunatic in me says take one-year deals from here until the cap goes up and hope you're good when you're 30, and then take a fat-ass deal when you're 30 if it's there. I mean, that's fair. Like, he's still he's still young. Uh, he, you know, he, there's certainly less harm, I suppose, to for him or, like, less risk. And taking a shorter term deal uh, than if you're an older year. player, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think it's also got to be hard if you're staring down that much money, even a forty percent diminished cap type yeah, money. For sure. Uh, I, although you know he does have a good agent and everything too, so that um, that could play a factor. But I, I think it'd be pretty hard to does not. He have a new agent? Cooperstown's never told me who his agent is. Oh, you're not, you, you're not unaware? You're unaware? <laughs> Have you heard of Clutch? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I think it, especially... And I know that Corona did affect the cap negatively, but you still got to think as a player, like, don't you want the security? I don't know. You know, th- these no, are my agreed. thoughts. I don't like, know. Like, if I could sign any kind of contract, I think I want security. But if I also... Like, his potential is just like... 
you know, you look, you, you go to Basketball Reference, and he hasn't been in the league very long, so you can see the improvement pretty quick on his per season. No, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, and that and that's why I think that you capitalize now. I think that For maybe sure. you strike while the iron's hot. Uh, your value, I, I gotta like. It'll never be. Even though I right said I, I don't think that he's necessarily reached his ceiling, I don't know how much it would increase his value contract wise. You know what I mean? Like, That's a really good I, point. I truly don't know yeah. how much higher there is to go contract wise. That's a super good point. Um, regardless, I think we both hope the Clips resign him. Yeah, we need him. If we're giving this team together for one more season, why the hell not? I mean, yeah, and if we don't get to, if we don't get to resume this season or finish this playoffs i i don't know i think that to me means even if you have to pay him more money for a short-term deal get the chip you gotta see this thing until it's end you, you know what i mean chip. if you if you don't get to see what trez looks like on this team in a, in a playoff scenario yeah i don't know how you can with a clean conscience either let him walk like let him yeah. walk yeah like the, i that, truly don't know man you talk about what ifs in clippers history truly what don't if, know what oh man oh i don't want to think about that one uh that's a fantastic point uh let us know what you think about trez's contract so far most people think we should keep him uh coming up after this we're going to be talking espn's picks for the best Clippers starting five. But first, we mentioned Bill Bar off top. That's true. Yeah. You know why? Because they're tasty. We got to give it another shout out. We got to give a shout out to Bill Bar. They're truly like, I don't know. I uh, call me crazy. I like when things taste good. That's true. Yeah. Call me crazy. Uh, Bill Bar tastes absolutely fantastic. If you want a nut variety, no sweat. Brett, if you want no nuts, maybe you're allergic. If you have nut allergy, they got you, buddy. They got you covered. Um, for instance, peanut butter brownie. That's a good, that's a good, sounds good. A traditional classic flavor, I would say. Yeah. Uh, your Reese's of the Built Bar world. You got 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 3 grams net carbs. Guys, you can maintain weight. You can gain weight. You can do anything you want with these Built Bars. Yeah. And if you need a Built Bar, you need to head directly to their website. That's BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com. Do not go to BuiltBar.edu. You'll learn a lot about Built Bar, but you can't buy them. Uh, check out BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On, all capital letters, one word. They'll get ten dollars off your first order. One more time, promo code Locked On, all capital letters, one word. Ten dollars off your first order at BuiltBar.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ninety-three percent of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a seventy-five dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed all right so in Oof. the dredges of content that is were, nba content right oh now and you were heated on this one uh espn picked the clippers best starting five and this is not one that's actually played together, of course, but a historical oh, this is an all time. fantasy. And I will say... It's a fantasy. This man, if you could see this man's expression right now. It's a fantasy. I will say, they're not that far off. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm just giving it a hard time, but I'll, I'll explain why. So, all right. I'll, the starting five is... According to ESPN. According to ESPN, the best Clippers starting five of all time that you could put together. Chris Paul... I mean, one for one. That makes total sense. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. You know, hard to deny that. Then at the three, you have Blake Griffin. At the four, you have Elton Brand. At the five, you have Bob McAdoo. 
things get a little off the rails after one and two. My question is, A, what era is this team playing basketball? Because it's not right now. It's playing when McAdoo played, so you could have Blake in the three. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> that Then it makes sense for Blake to play the three, I guess, because no one shot. Yeah, this is, uh, do you like it? Okay, so uh, I love Elton Brand getting the shout out. I love Blake being in there uh, for the legacy. I, I question him at the three. And the Bob McAdoo thing, um, you know, obviously that was before I was even alive, but I think Bob Bob McAdoo was like one of the most underrated players. I do too. Um, for me, he was like, you could still put, you could even put DJ in here. I think so too. I mean, like, I, I you know. I, McAdoo played for the Braves. He was phenomenal. He was the league MVP. He was amazing, but it's like. For Why me, not put Bill Walton in there, but with the asterisk that it's Blazers Bill Walton at the five? Well, for me, I was like, I kind of want, like, yeah, like the McAdoo thing, it's hard to argue against. No, totally, totally. And I, I'm not here to I'm not here to besmirch the great name of Bob McAdoo. Absolutely not. Don't think that for a second. Bob McAdoo easy does it? I'll try to come with that one. Um, I think not putting PG in this, though. Is, is downright disrespectful. This kind of go like we've talked it's about. Disrespectful. We've been on a couple podcasts recently where I got up on a soapbox and yelled about how Paul George being a top fifteen player in the NBA is totally fine. We don't have to make him a Hall of Famer. We don't have to make him trash. But like, do you just maybe put Blake where Bob McAdoo is, and then put uh, PG in where Blake spot is? That's a that's that's a absolutely possible best cover starting five, and you could even do CP three Kawhi. So uh, Paul George, Blake, DJ. I guess I've got two. Yeah. I guess I've got two, and I got a recency bias too. I got a recency bias <laughs> lineup. You say Milos, I'm gonna hurl this microphone. I, I got a recency face. bias <laughs> one, and that one would be CP3, Shea, Paul George, Shea? Kawhi Leonard. Oh my God. <laughs> so, one of the Kawhi things- Leonard, and we'll put yeah, the De- uh, DeAndre at the five or Blake. Small ball five. Here's one of the things that I think is hard at picking a best starting five for a franchise like the Clippers or even the Suns or something like this where you have guys who are fan favorites. Yes. Who made horrible seasons watchable. Mm-hmm. Like, for, like, and it means more when you're a franchise like the Clippers than when, like, oh, the Lakers didn't make the playoffs for six years. That must have been horrible. Yeah, man. We've, like... When we have bad players, we embrace them as totally. a fan base. Totally. Like, it's this goofy thing of like, hey, he's garbage, but what are you going to do? Like, yeah. So I think putting out the best starting five for a team like that, it's so hard. Well, it's really hard, too. And, like, the thing is, is like, like... Why isn't Ron Harper in here, maybe? Like, for the time that the Clippers needed him to be good, Ron Harper was indispensable. Yeah. World be free, same thing. Yes. You get a new franchise, you have the top score. You need him to still be good. Like, yeah. it's so hard to figure this out. Like... Yeah. Because with pure ability, it also it just it gets muddled as teams move. Yeah, yeah. Well, it gets muddled as teams move, and then it's like I don't know. It gets tricky when you're mixing players of different eras because because well, all of these guys, like even El- like four of these five, you put Elton Brand in his prime in the current NBA. He's even better. Yes. Same with Chris theoretically. Bosh. Yes. It's the same thing with Chris Bosh. Yes. Where like Chris Bosh, obviously horrible health. Uh, you know, bad, situation. Bad stroke of luck. Bad stroke of luck with that. You put him in the league two years later, and he's like the most elite center, maybe. And so I think with yeah, like El- like and Blake at the three, you're like you have to put you have to put Blake at the three because Elton definitely can't play the three. Yeah. But like you can't put him at the five. Like 
It's hard when all of the talent for the Clippers is also within the last 10 years in terms of like best players, for the most part. Totally. For people who are reading this content. No, 100%. But I also just feel bad kind of disparaging Bob McAdoo like this. Yeah. <laughs> no, Bob McAdoo deserves to be at the five uh, all time. I guess then fine, put Blake, Blake at the four, Kawhi at the three. Uh, Lou at the two, CP3 at the one. Dude, so that's another thing. Lou at the two, <laughs> I'm not mad at that. You could convince <laughs> and me. And I realize that that one still skews modern, but I did very uh, diplomatically leave PG out because I'm trying to be, Man. I'm trying to be faithful to the, the, the heritage, the having, legacy. Having not been around, like, look, I'm a, I'm a Dodgers fan. You know, it's a wash. Things have been going well for them for the most part. I'm a Dolphins fan and a Clippers fan. Yeah. And it's such a trip to see one of my favorite teams have, like, Kawhi and PG. PG being, like I've said, top 15, maybe top 10 player in the league. Like, a lot of my teams don't ever have two guys who are elite. It's a trip to see PG get put into this weird place of, like, absolutely elite and we need him, but also seemingly not really talked about as much. You know what not I mean? Not enough. Fair. Like, but enough. you know what I mean about that vibe of like we've never had two players this good at the same time at this level. I don't think. Chris Paul and Blake. I don't think they're on the same level as Kawhi and PG as a duo. All aroundedness, no. That's what I mean. Like all, like that's the thing. Is like both these guys are. Like it's they're almost they're fully positionless. They're fives. They're the, five tool guys. It's yeah. a baseball term, but they're they're five tool guys. But, like, it's just so, and this doesn't really have a point. It's just kind of a non sequitur. It's a trip to see how Paul George's legacy is getting affected by this. Like, he's going to be a guy who, he's going to win a chip with the Clippers. You know what, though? ESPN is going to hear from you. They're going to double back on this when Paul George wins two, two chips with the Clips. Hope so. Paul George is going to win a finals MVP and shut everyone up. That's what's going to happen. Um, it's just wild to see. Anything else? Any, any last thoughts on this? Um, you know. I just feel so conflicted about this kind of content, but I, I think that it's great. Like I said, I, I love that Brand got the shout out. Obviously, Blake is like an indispensable part of this team's history. Um, as is honestly Chris Paul. And, you know, Kawhi, even though it's only been one season, feels like he will be an indispensable piece of this team's history. Regardless of what happens. No matter what happens. No matter what happens. He's also um, New Balance, you're welcome. For signing Kawhi Leonard. Um, but here's the real question. Yeah. If you had $19 in all of these players. Okay, and, each, and some cost $5, <laughs> and some cost $3. Which of these players would be in? All right, anyway. Uh, let us know who your Clippers top five is on Twitter, at LockedOnClips. Been pretty quiet on the timeline lately. Makes total sense. Hope everyone's having a good time. Yeah, yeah we hope you're all staying safe, though. You should. There's so many better things. I've been seeing way too many people outside. Stay safe. Straight up, 100%. Um, Coming off of this, we're going to be talking uh, Bev's scheduled tweets at the NBA and then, I guess, some news about uh, basketball returning. Yes. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so uh, 
Bev is in classic Bev fashion, you know, being the heel. Uh, he this has, he has two scheduled tweets every day. <laughs> this time, uh, the victim is the official NBA account. Yep, some uh, poor intern who is maybe might even be furloughed for all we know, who still is just taking care of the account. <laughs> uh, Bev is tweeting out check ball uh, every single day. Every day, <laughs> account. Seemingly random times. Yeah. So that person is just waking up terrified that they're going to get a direct tweet. <gasps> is Bev tweeting me? <gasps> um, I'm in a cold sweat. Bev's scheduled tweets seem to be glory to God and check ball, mm-hmm. which is the perfect encapsulation of the kid from Chicago. Yes. Also, I just thought, is he now the kid from Chicago? Not a kid from Chicago? I don't know about the, but okay, sure. That's fair. Um... You know what? We'll go ahead and say the for this for the <laughs> for the Clippers fans for this podcast. We'll go ahead and say the and for Doc Rivers. Um, He's BJ the Chicago kid. <laughs> yeah, BJ the Chicago kid. Like I'm coming on this podcast <laughs> and I'm gonna do a mediocre freestyle <laughs> about why you're wrong. Um, so that kind of leads us. In, Disney World is reportedly being the leader right now to be a bid for one of the cities or areas for the NBA to come back. Can our can our guy Keith Smith get? He better at least get a huge thank he you. He needs something. Shams and Athletic is doing him really dirty with all these tweets. They're presenting it as like this breaking news. I'm like, you gotta give give a reply tweet of first thought of by Keith Smith. Keith Smith. Help him out. Keith Smith. It's the best quarantine idea of all time. If you're not following Keith Smith NBA uh, on Twitter, please do. Go but, ahead. He's a great guy. But realistically, like Disney World A is its complete own city. It can be quarantined. It can be all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. it has, you know, Everything is there for it. Vegas is being talked about as another possibility. I don't see that one working, honestly. It seems to Las Vegas, if that makes sense, for me (laughs) to think that it would work. Well, I just think I I think that they're gonna have relaxed, stay at home uh, stuff. You know, they've said, "Let us be the guinea pig for whatever you want to do." Governor, yeah. So I I I think that so my thing is the the biggest danger uh which as unfortunate as it is is the general public and i think obviously in order to have a place where you can even have an an idea of this happening you have to be able to shut down or at least very strictly control the amount of pedestrians and like people coming in which disney disneyland can absolutely do yeah vegas a little bit harder people live there it's an actual city so many people live there yeah 100 percent. and also disney world I mean, is you know, it's within a place, but it's yeah. not in and of itself an actual city. I saw a report too. There's been some NFL trainers who have mm-hmm. been doing some workouts because that stuff is more granted. They have had more guys like going faint than usual because people are out of shape. Naturally, you just naturally get out of shape. I don't even want to think about it. And so, like, I don't even want to think about it. Okay, well, we do. But I don't like, want people to get hurt. I don't want people to get hurt either. But if you think of a place like Vegas, like. It's hot as hell. You might have some lunatic trainer who's like, we're doing it. It's not hot in Disney World? Like, no, it is, but like, Disney World is such. Vegas is too. Everything's so inside. Yeah. Like, inherently, I think that's good, but like, the, the heat and desert heat is different than, I think. Isn't a dry heat better than a wet heat? I don't know. I have curly I think hair, so. so. I think wet heat's worse, but. That's fair. I gotta keep my fits. I mean, that's just a hair. Anyone who knows me know that my fits are truly always up. (laughs) Whether you love hoodies with jeans or hoodies with cords. Um, But so that got us thinking. Some Love Mary Quarantine, the second location. Yes. Other than Disney World. Because Disney World, 
If you actually have any reasons why Disney World shouldn't be the location, I'd like to hear them. Uh, I don't trust Florida. Okay, I mean... All right, you got me on that. (laughs) (laughs) I truly don't. Um, So other places to hold games, we have Tato Park in Ireland. It is Ireland's only theme park. It is based off the Tato brand of chips. It also has a zoo. This is just them trying to keep some continuity going, maybe getting the international market more involved. Okay. It's a very outdated theme park. Um, Second option... Spokane, Washington Hoopfest courts. Okay. Spokane. So Hoopfest, if you're not huge, yeah, huge three-on-three basketball tournament. Truly the largest in the world. It's it's big. Um, yeah. it's the biggest three-on-three tournament in the world. Uh, Spokane is a bit of a horrible city. Um, there's definitely enough courts. You're going, you know, outside, old school, maybe even shirts versus skins in this scenario. Like the weather's pretty temperate. The only down- yeah, yeah. The only downside is you're in Spokane, Washington, and you have to find every other facility. Also, like shutting down people in Spokane is hard because it's, it's. I mean, it's smaller, but it's it's big enough that spot. people can cause an uproar. Yeah, a lot of there's no, but I mean, like it's, you can't move people out of their homes or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like, what if what if it's like uh, like an exchange student program? I don't know. Like, so they're gonna be living with a Spokane family. Exactly oh, then I'm quarantining is. this immediately. No NBA player should have to be subjugated to that. You wouldn't want Lou Will. Okay, that's right. I'm thinking about how cool it would be if you were like, I mean, Lou Will could come live with us for like four months, dude. Like, Get stabbed in <laughs> yeah. Spokane. No, Spokane. Uh, yeah, uh, I got some fun stories about Spokane. Uh, also, certain things that come in measurements of uh, billiards equipment very cheap in Spokane. Yeah, and for good reason. <laughs> if you, Garbage. You feel me. Um, and then my third option, which I think is the best, Lou Willville. Yeah. Welcome I to Gwinnett. I mean, I'm already marrying this one. Right? <laughs> Everyone can invest in the local community. Lou yes. Will is charitable. It'll get spread around. Move it to Lou Willville. Yeah, I like it. I'm fully marrying this one. Like, yeah. yeah. You Mar- can build up. Marrying this. This is great. There is a bit of a risk of it becomes like an Olympic-style city in Russia or Brazil where it gets abandoned. Uh, no. <laughs> just, uh, Mr. Uptake, what about the possibility of economic downturn after they all leave? Mm, no. So my thing, my thing is, if fans if fans don't have to be there, then you already don't have to build the crazy Olympic things, right? Because there's no fans. They could play in a high school gym. Right. They could play in You're a high right. school gym. Yeah. Um, You know, maybe Gwinnett High. I don't know. South Gwinnett. They might need a couple more courts. So which of these are you loving? Because uh, you're quarantining the Spokane one, which I actually think is great. But no, I'm. I'm it's only half the league, also. Quarantining that in a second. This is only um, Western Conference people. I don't love the international travel idea either. You don't want to go to Tato Park to Ireland. Although you know what, you know what, I'm coming around because there's no snakes there. So that's good. Hey, one less thing. One, to, thing. If one not, less thing to have to worry I'll tell you about. One thing. I know that Will isn't very Irish because he still thinks the St. Patrick's Day story is only about snakes. <laughs> now I know it's about other stuff, but there are no snakes there. The you most know, dangerous animal is bumblebees. That's true, and you do hate snakes. I loathe snakes. <laughs> Fun fact. Also, cool thing. Uh, Ireland and the Choctaw Nation. I mean, I think they actually have a cool relationship. The Choctaw tribe donated what they could at the time of the potato famine. It was like $150 or something like that. Uh, recently, Ireland donated in much larger than $150 amount of money to help with uh, COVID relief to the Choctaw Foundation. So 
you know, that's a good thing. I'm also gonna shoot a stray for uh, for a secondary love. This almost not a blank. You feel me? Which is just uh, <laughs> which is just take it on the road. Like I love the idea. Oh, like a tour. I love the idea of each team having their own bus, and they 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 go to a they go to a gym, and obviously the 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 people from that local place can't be there. But let's say there's some safe watching places. Watch parties. Lo- yeah, some safe watch places like located yeah. around around the town or city or whatever. I just love the idea of that. I just love the uh, the NBA so going is it- like just touring across like each game of the playoffs, right? Is it just in a different Dude. state? So Which I this- know is is not fun for the players, but like I think in a situation where you can't watch no one can watch the games live, right? Just the idea of it being like in your state or in your town or or, or your city or whatever. I think that, that is so cool. I think that is so cool. You could keep it also, like, you could just do it in the same time zones. Yeah. And have it, so there's not, I mean, there's still a travel every travel fatigues. Yeah. Like, I don't care how nice of a thing you're finding. Traveling still sucks. It still time. sucks. It still just drain, literally drains you, dehydrates you. It still sucks. Um, but I think keeping it in the same time zone, if they flew, that makes total sense. Clippers got a private plane. Yeah. The other teams aren't my problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I like the tour idea. Like, taking it on the road, I think, is fun. But, I, I mean, it'll never happen. It's not really very practical. It's probably going to be Vegas, right? Uh, what's that? It's probably going to be Vegas for the Western Conference. Because I think it's going to be... It's got to be two cities. They can't... like. It's. I think it has to be, like, Disney World for East Coast and maybe Vegas for West Coast. I think it's definitely easier if you do two cities, yeah. for sure. Uh, but uh, anyways, I'm, I'm marrying Lou Willville, as I said. Got a quarantine. Spokane. Uh, <laughs> Spokane I'm good on good. Spokane. Shout out to Spokane. There's also a very stupid thing people from Spokane call Spokane that I'm not going to mention. On there's this a podcast. lot. So there's like here's the worst nicknames for Spokane if you've never heard them. Spokompton, Spokio, Spokegus. Throw up. It's horrible. Uh, if you ever, if you want some, if we had a Patreon, we would charge you two dollars to hear sketchy Spokane stories. But if you just want to DM us, we'll tell them to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Get out for some sketchy Dollar Spokane a month, stories. I'll tell you all my very yeah. terrible Spokane stories. Uh, Spokane's biggest claim to fame is the worst Macklemore video was filmed there. <laughs> Downtown. Truly a big piece of garbage. Um, thank you so much for listening. We're hanging out. Also, for all your NBA <laughs> needs, we're only giving you a little bit of those sweet, sweet Clippers needs. Uh, check out the Locked On NBA podcast. Yeah. Absolutely elite Even content. An overflowing cup of NBA content. The God, <laughs> David Locke, gets that one over there. Um, check out the Locked on NBA podcast. Monday's episode, some of you may have noticed that Dr. Tarchi was not here. R.I.P. Definitely not dead. <laughs> um, he's, he was performing surgery. He will return for Monday's episode. We're going to be talking, hopefully, some practice updates. Yes. Maybe we got some clips of Trez's new Step Back 3 to look over. Hi. Um, what if the Clippers just what if the Clippers just instituted new wrinkles right off the bat of the playoffs? Not happening. <laughs> that one especially is never oh, happening. Oh, that would be truly insane. And then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, we're almost there. It feels like we're so close to basketball coming back. It's the closest that it's ever been in, in the last, you know... Three months. Out Two of months. every pandemic I've lived through, this is the closest that's felt that basketball is going to return. Um, you can find us on Deezer, Spotify, iTunes, all those great places. Um, what should, should they leave a review? Yeah, why don't you leave a rating or a review? Leave a review. If you've seen Will's new hairstyle, let us know what you think. So far, 100% positive. Reviews. I think it's been, yeah, unanimously Certified uh, fresh. Yeah. Yes, thank um, you. <laughs> if we can say it anymore. <laughs> Uh, and if you've seen my mustache, don't talk about it. Uh, I have been positive, Chuck. It's Mockley. getting there. <laughs> it's 
It's two weeks away from being two weeks away. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. Appreciate you. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 